everyone. Welcome, Goon Squad. It is time for My Brother's an Idiot. Yes, it's that podcast where we talk about sports, Denver shit, food, drink, nerd stuff, and whatever the hell else we want. And we're damn glad that you're here. My name's Matt. I'm the king of the goons. Let me kick you around the rest of the panel. Before I do, we have major Milty News. And the major Milty News is that motherfucker is here. Milty, what is up, bro? Hey, you know, I've kind of missed you guys. Uh, haven't been around for a while, but I'm kind of looking forward to this. Be here on a limited basis, but let's have some fun. Oh, we have the return of the Mac. Outstanding. Welcome back, buddy. Good to see you. Likewise. All right, next. She is the dipshit. She's the producer. She makes us sound good or bad, depending on what her mood is. Where the metal comes from, she's known as Mikaela. MJ, what's going on? Oh, you know, I'm enjoying the warm, not the weather. That's what that shit is called. I'm in my shorts. I got a nice lightweight t-shirt. We got Muti back. We got Muti set up with our new recording style, which apparently was an effort. But we're all doing great now. <laughs> awesome. Good to see you. Although I'm going to take uh, issue with your coyote shirt because that's just wrong. I have, I have, okay, so I'm collecting, I'm trying to collect a piece of merch from all the teams and this is one of them. But I also have a hoodie from Vancouver and a box of Marsh Munch coming. Well, isn't that just splendid? All right, next. And finally, and certainly not least, he is the man we've named the podcast after. Yes, he is my brother, the idiot. Also known as Gull Dagoon, Bungie. Mark, I summon you, Goon! Shut your fucking mouth, Matt. How are you doing? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Yeah, okay. Milty, it's great to see you. We're so excited that you're back. It's nice to be seen, buddy. Sandy is very excited that you're back. Holy <laughs> I shit. can hear Sandy in the background there. <laughs> okay, let's do this thing, huh? 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 Do it? Let's do it? Yes, let's. First, let us close the circle on last week's podcast. We asked the Goon Squad to tell us who won the Battle of the Transformers and by a 3-2-2 vote. So, we, not a huge sample size. However, Mark, your choice, Grimlock, has won over Galvatron. Good job. Yes. Yay. Grimlock is win. Grimlock is win. So... That was the poll from last week. We had it on our Twitter and on Spotify. Uh, so thank you very much for those of you who are pit participated. You can always find us on Twitter at The Idiot Goons. Our game this week, real or fake, Mark Weird Sports. So Mark has come up with or found weird sports, and he's going to ask us if they are real or fake. How many do you have for us, bud? I have a few. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, so the sports world is 
uh, come up with some very strange things over the years. You know, we we I personally think that chess boxing is my favorite. Um, that is just a by far great, great, uh, weird sport. But there are a lot of interesting sports around in the world. Some of them may not be real. So those of you who are not uh, familiar with this, I will list a sport. It could be real. It could be fake. And I will ask the panel what they think, and then we'll find out if it's real or fake. Are you ready? We are ready. Go for it. All right. The first one we've got is shallow spelunking. Like they shallow walk, spelunking. They walk three feet into a cave. I can't give you any more hints because that'll give it away. Oh, okay. That's real. That's got to be real. Sure. No, sure. Nobody can make that up. <laughs> You would all be wrong. I just made that up. <laughs> yeah, Michaela said fake. Okay, Michaela got fake. The rest of you guys got it wrong because I literally just made that up. That means nothing. Nothing. The next one we've got is cheese rolling. That's absolutely that. That real. That's got to be real. real. Okay, yep, you got that one. That one, that one is absolutely real. You are correct. The next one is sword busting. Fake. Fake. Real. That one's fake. I made that <laughs> one up on the fly. By the way, all of your <laughs> fake sports are brought to you by whatever the fuck is going on in my brain right now. So there we go. The next sport we've got is wife carrying. Real. 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 That's a real sport, everybody. <laughs> okay. That one is a, that's a weird one, isn't it? Isn't it? All right. Okay. Let's let's talk about this one next. Shin kicking. Real. Boy, she came out of the gates with that one. Oh my god. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna go sure, with real. Real. That's a real one. Are you looking at a list, of Michaela? Online? Is that what's going on? No, I do. I legitimately just know some of these. It's alarming. Oh. That is very, very alarming. <laughs> I, I I will tell you, I knew cheese rolling for sure, and I knew wife carrying for sure, and then she sold me on shin kicking because she fired right out of the box with that one. <laughs> well, we're going to continue with a couple more here. The first one is going to be underwater hockey. <laughs> I, think, I think we talked about this one before. I think that one. We had an underwater something. I don't remember what it was. I'm going to take fake. Not. Fake. Fake. Michaela? I said that one was real, I think. Oh, yeah, it's real. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the delay. I, I wasn't sure if you were saying it was real or if you were saying oh, it was yeah, real. Oh, no. it's real. Aha. And then the last one we are going to do, ladies and gentlemen, extreme ironing. Fake. 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 That one's real. Oh. It's basically like you turn upside down and you like do the whole like jump off a cliff and you're just hanging like ironing while you're doing the whole bungee jord jump thing oh my god we all got faked out on that one yeah we did faked all out right, i see well, what you did there that's good aha look at him milty's back with the dad jokes <laughs> all guns blazing all right thank you bunga mj you win real or fake with five me and milty tie with four good job one and all still respectable efforts by everyone all around. 
Let's move on to the NFL and the world's craziest offseason in the history of the sport continues. Uh, this week, what went from we are trying to work out a contract with Tyreek Hill and the Kansas City Chiefs, 20 minutes later, Mark, turned into we're trading Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins. What the fuck happened? Yeah, did you see the other team that they were talking about trading him to? Yeah, it was the, the Jets. Jets. It was the Jets. So they clearly, mm -hmm. you know, after having these conversations, being like, we really respect Tyreek Hill and we really like him and, you know, he's good for the franchise. Let's trade him to one of the two worst teams in the AFC. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, so what is Miami going to do? Like, they, they don't really have a quarterback who can get Tyreek the ball downfield. So that's not going to end out very well. Like, there's they've got Tua who is constantly hurt, and then their backup slash um, camp camp quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. Neither one of those guys is going to get the give the ball to Tyreek in space. I, it's just a weird move, and you know, it's, I I I kind of think that Kansas City got the best of this one for sure, especially with the yeah. other picks they got. Holy shit! Yeah, Milty, they got a ton of picks, but in a in a world in a world where the AFC West is getting better, the Kansas City Chiefs got worse. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's the one of the notes I've got sitting here is like, good riddance, Tyreek. You just made the Denver Broncos better. You know, they got draft choices, sure, but what the heck? They got one of the best wide receivers in the NFL shipped out of my division. Yeah, MJ, I can definitely agree with that. Um, he's the guy that definitely takes the top off of the defense and provides more space for guys like Kelsey. Uh, the Chiefs did not on the short term, make themselves a better football team. They traded down, which is weird. You wouldn't expect the Chiefs to be sellers. But I did like that tweet that went out that was like, I bet the guy who writes the names on the jerseys is real upset because they traded from one that was four letters from Tyreek Hill and got the uh, JoJo Smith-Schuster and the Van Scrimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Marquez uh, Scanton Valdez Scantling Yeah, Scanting. Uh, just to piggyback on that point the, the guy who makes the hyphens for their jerseys Has got to be Roland and Doe and KC Edwards Hilaire Marquez Scantling And Smith Schuster going to be some law firms going on yeah the uh the chiefs seem like they're leading the league at least in hyphens in the next year um mark uh, your much maligned kansas city chiefs pick last year might just be a year too early because without tyreek to take the top off the defense um I, they don't have that kind of speed now i don't care how good Juju Smith-Schuster is, and I don't care how good MVS is, and I don't care how above average Miko Hardman is. Without that game-blinding speed, you are not as good of a football team, are they? I wonder if they've got somebody in the draft they're looking at to be a burner. That's what I'm wondering. They, they, I mean, Andy Reid's not an idiot, and this move is not for this year. This is to stay good for the long haul. And I still feel like they are among the favorites in the AFC West. Um, if not the prohibitive favorite, I know Vegas thinks that they are still the prohibitive favorite just because they have Andy Reed and uh, number 10 at quarterback. 
or not number 10 shoot uh 15 15 thank you at quarterback i think that they i don't i don't know how much this acts yeah it doesn't take the type top off the defense so that you can throw that seam pass to travis kelsey but um i mean they can get another burner in the draft and kind of develop that i think that's what they're kind of counting on at this point you know you can't i i don't know um i'm pulling up the odds right now to see where we're at currently um you can always draft speed, right? There's always going to be a guy who, quote-unquote, takes the top off the defense. I mean, we've seen, you know, the K.J. Hamlers and the Smoke Browns of the world who are just burners. I'm going to tell you something right now. Tyreek Hill is the fastest person I have ever seen in pads ever play football. And that includes Deion Sanders, who at the time was the fastest person I ever. Deion's football speed was insane. Tyreek is faster. It's unreal how much faster that guy is than everyone else on the football field. You think you've got an angle on him, and you don't. He's just gone with pads on. So I, it's easy for us to say, yeah, well, you know, you could always draft somebody, but there's, you know, 4 2, and then there's 4 2. And Tyreek was 4 2. It was crazy. Um, the Chiefs right now are one, are plus 120. Chargers and Broncos are 275. And the Raiders are at plus 750. So, yep, there's definitely some tightening. But I don't necessarily think that they're prohibitive. They're, but they're prohibitive. twice as much, right? They're on the way. We'll see what happens. All right. Moving on. Also in uh, NFL news and staying with the Chiefs, we just mentioned it a little bit. They also... Uh, acquired MVS from Green Bay. So Green Bay now has uh, Lazard and a bunch of jabronis playing wide receiver, having gotten rid of uh, Devontae Adams. Um, you know, it, it's another hand, set of hands, but this guy has averaged, what, Mark, 30 catches a, ye- uh, a year for the last couple of years. Is, is he really going to be the answer? Well, it's not an answer, but he's a guy. He's just another weapon. A guy. No, I I think that's it. I think they just got a guy. I, he's a, he's a guy. He doesn't scare anybody. He's a guy. He's Michael Hardman. Michael Hardman doesn't scare anybody, except he's that hard man. Okay, Milty, moving on to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're talking about the receivers going from one team to the next. Um, you know, Green Bay loses a couple. They lost. Uh, Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Uh, and then, you know, who this guy that went to Kansas City and the, uh, Green Bay is going to just suffer with what they have to put up with for their poor old quarterback that signed a, a fifth of a billion dollar contract recently. So good luck to all the teams. And I hope the NFL can track all the draft choices being traded. Yeah, well, I'm sure they have some very smart people. Who do just that uh moving to mj you know the chiefs milty brought it up all the draft picks they got so the chiefs got four hundred and six thousand draft picks in the next couple of drafts uh mark alluded to it a little bit they could get better uh how do you think they're going to be able to play those and uh make themselves uh deeper in the years going forward well they're going to draft dudes and they're gonna they're gonna bring them to camp and they're gonna put them in uniforms and then they're gonna tell them to do shit and then they're going to uh, coach them uh, to objectable, ob- objectable. Ob- they might get better. They might not. I don't fucking know. They're going to develop them. I don't know how their <laughs> developing system works. So good. 
All right, so good. Thank great. you so much. Yeah, That's so great. good. That's just great. All right, moving on to other news in the NFL. And what started last year as the weirdest story in the NFL has moved from Houston and has added layers as it went to Cleveland. Uh, Mark, I'm going to start with you here. Uh, Deshaun Watson is now the uh, in-play starter in Cleveland, depending on whether or not he gets uh, suspended. Uh, but Baker's still there. What the fuck is going on? Nobody wants Baker Mayfield. <laughs> And they just paid him a lot of money. What, like last year or two years ago? Yeah, they, they, they re-upped him before him last contract. year. Holy yeah. shit. So I, I don't know what's going to happen, but there are a lot of people in the NFL going, I don't fucking want that guy. Did you see what he just did when they were just talking to another player from another team? If he can't handle that, like, what the fuck, man? Like, his mental I, – I don't know if, Matt, if it was you that said it last week or if it was somebody I was talking to. His mental ability is just, like – two steps above the quarterback that the Browns had <laughs> previous. Uh, the the kid from, uh, now I can't remember his name. Yeah, Manziel. Yeah, yeah he's Johnny two Manziel. steps above Manziel. And I, I don't know how much more of a mental uh, tough guy that we have there in Cleveland with uh, Deshaun Watson. It, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? I mean, there's 22 women that come out who are all in similar professions going after one guy where they hadn't done that to anybody else before, right? So there's got to be something to that. How much more of a good person is he? But I I, I don't know what they're going to do with that contract. Those two contracts, it's whew, it's, uh, it's a doozy. Uh, Milty, along with any other thoughts you may have, where do you think uh, is a good landing spot for Baker? Well, I've, kind of, I've read an article today that said that a couple of things could happen. He could literally just get cut. And then anybody could pick him up should they want him, right? And then there was another thought that he could get traded where, right? Who wants him? Pittsburgh is a is a possible landing point. And they could negotiate the contract where they only have to pay him a million dollars a year. And Cleveland has to pick up the other 19. So, you know, it's a it's a crapshoot, right? Uh, but Baker's Baker. You know what you're getting. But but do you really do you really know what you're getting with Baker? Uh, he's a head case. He's athletic, but is he that good? Uh, Mark's got something to chime in with. What do you got, bud? What was your initial question to Milty? Uh, landing spots and other thoughts about Baker. Uh, his landing spot is going to be in a State Farm agency somewhere. <laughs> you're right. Carry on. <laughs> I thought it was progressive whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) at cleveland municipal as he shows the guy his he's gonna be he's gonna be somebody's assistant insurance agent right right uh michaela baker falls into that sweet wee baby class of quarterbacks of guys who aren't necessarily taller than six feet tall so he's right up here ali where do you think he's gonna go uh i think he's going to be the uh 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 backup for the Cleveland Browns. He's going to be the most expensive backup. He's going to be very sad for the whole season. He's going to bitch and moan all season, and then he's going to disappear and go, whoo, next offseason. All right, MJ on record saying that after 2022, no Moss Baker. 
See you later. Okay, if that's the case, over under on how many times Baker Mayfield is shown on the sidelines during Deshaun Watson games. Oh, my God. It's coming. (laughs) That'll absolutely be coming. You're going to get sweet, pouty baby Baker Mayfield. And I, I'm here for it. I'm here every Such bit good for television. it. Hey, hey, did anybody actually see any of Deshaun's press conference today? That was one yeah. of the most awkward things I have ever seen. And the owners weren't even there. They did a Zoom call after the press conference to talk about it. Like, it, guys, this is not a good look. Come on. You're already on thin ice with bringing the guy in to begin with. And you've got Baker. And you haven't solved that problem. And you're the Browns. You're going to have to get on top of this one way or the other. And they just didn't do it. Oh, Let's just remember that the lake caught on fire. <laughs> True that. And we'll talk more about fire here in a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just talking about Cleveland in general. Oh, man. sure. Sure. Yeah. All, right. All right. Moving on. The quarterback carousel continues to spin a bit slower now. And people are landing in places. Uh Milty, I'm going to start with you on this one. Jameis Winston re-signs with the Saints. React. I I can't say I didn't expect it. Uh, there was a couple other places he could have gone, but, you know, I think while he played, when he wasn't injured, he was looking pretty good. And uh, Coach Dennis Allen, I think he's got he's got him in a good spot, and he'll coach him up pretty well. MJ, moving over to you. Uh, Jameis Winston staying with the Saints. Uh, if he can stay healthy, do you think they have a chance to do uh, to create some havoc at least in the NFC South? He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> do they get Michael Mark? Thomas back? <laughs> yeah, they should. I mean, he's still under contract, so yeah, yeah. they should. Uh, Mark MJ says he's fine. What do you got? Um, he's better than Taysom Hill. Absolutely. <laughs> He can throw 30 touchdowns a year, which is more game more than games that they play. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think that this is a not stupid call. Um, Dennis Allen is a defensive coach, right? Um, so I don't I don't even actually know who their offensive coordinator is there, but there's a lot of familiarity between Dennis Allen and um, I'm assuming what will maintain to be a fairly similar coaching scheme to what they had last year. And when you have a guy who's capable of putting up 30 and throwing 30 to the other team, um, all bets are off, man. Um, one can think that he can be positive and he maintains his health and it'll be a good situation for him and they run the ball first. But it's, it's, it's better than Taysom Hill. That's, that's what I got. And there's still a possibility to add more talent there. The New Orleans famously was in the bottom of the league in terms of cap space. Uh, currently, they're in the top five now with about $14 million in all cap space and $23 million in their top 51 contracts, uh, proving once again that the NFL cap is just a myth and you can do whatever you want as long as you can get the players to buy in and convert their contracts. Other news in the NFL. Uh MJ, I'm going to start with you on this one. Leonard Fournette returns to the Bucks. Are they trying to run it back with Tom the Chin Brady? What the f- did you just call him? The Chin. He's got that. He's got that dimple right there. Okay. Yeah, I mean they're trying, but he's 45 years old, so um, good luck with that, I guess. And I think isn't Fournette old? He's old. I don't know if he's still good, but he's old. So there's just. Mm. 
it's the old man brigade. So we'll see how they do. Uh, as she so eloquently put it, Milty, the old man brigade in Tampa Bay has had some success. You know, they won a Super Bowl two years ago, went deep in the playoffs last year. Do you think they've got enough to make a deep run again this year? Uh, I'm not sure if they have it right now. Maybe they'll uh, acquire some more. But i got to tell you, Leonard Fournette got me my first degenerate win. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> That's right. It was because of that. him rushing yards and pass receiving yards in the Super Bowl. Sucker did it, and I think he's still capable. Whether he can't do it alone, though, right? So they need some more help there. Uh, is Rob coming back? The gonk, gronk. So we'll see. Mark, what do you think about Fournette coming back to run it back one more time? I mean, who else is in the NFC South? Right. Right. <laughs> Like Carolina, the Saints, the, Saints, the Bucks. Uh, Carolina doesn't have a quarterback. What the hell are no. they going to get? No. I mean, they they don't like the guy that they just paid a bunch of money to. You've got the Saints who have Jameis Winston and Dennis Allen as a coach. Who yep. uh, who knows how that's going to go? Um, he did not have a great track record when he was the head coach for the Chargers, or was it the Raiders? I can't remember. It was yes. one of the two. Yes. One of the two. He didn't do well. <laughs> no. Um, and then the fourth team is shit. Uh, the, oh, the Falcons. Fuck them. They're <laughs> awful this year. They don't have a quarterback or anything. Right. They, they signed Marcus. Who do they get? Marcus Mariota? Yeah. They to play quarterback? Mariota. God, what a dumpster fire that is. I feel bad for Kyle Pitts. I, you know, and I... We had this conversation before. I think Marcus Mariota, Mariota ha, may have learned from his uh, previous experience in Tennessee, learned a little bit about how to play and play professionally um, and keep himself on his feet uh, when he was playing in Oakland under Derek Carr, who by all accounts is one of the best people in the league, um, let alone what he learned from Gruden. And he's got some weapons. I mean, Godwin's still there. Kyle Pitts is still there. They've got a couple of decent running backs. Well, and we'll see what Alan Cordero Patterson, the league's leading uh, Swiss Army knife, could be fun to see what happens in Atlanta. Speaking of Swiss, their defense is trash. That too, but like ne- none of those people I talked about play defense. I was just trying to segue <laughs> defense, defense, Swiss cheese, yeah. right? Uh, let's switch gears and talk a little bit more about the hometown team. Uh, hometown team that is uh, Mark I'm going to start with you here Russell Wilson did the thing that people have been begging for for years and held a passing camp what happened a lot of people showed up Um, the only one that of the receivers that didn't show up was Jerry Judy who is having some personal stuff so he was excused from this but they also had offensive linemen at this camp uh, there was Lloyd Cushenberry at this camp. There was Garrett Bowles hanging out. Apparently, the house that Russell Wilson has in San Diego is not a house. It's a former um, uh, horse place. A, 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 a ranch? What? Yeah, but what's the, the, the ponies? The, the, equestrian. Uh, equestrian. Thank you. It's a former equestrian park. So they had it converted into like a, a giant training facility. He's got like quarterback coaches and mental coaches, and um, it, you know he's got a full backyard fucking uh, walk out football field 
um, that's like half of a, the length of a football that's got his logo on it. Um, it's just an incredible thing. Um, I, I did also see today that they re-signed Billy Turner. That was yesterday, actually, but Billy Turner is coming back, and that's one. It's one of Russell Wilson's former right tackles. Two, it's a former Bronco. Three, they got him on the cheap. Four, now you've got three right tackles under contract for a year who can battle it out. So there you go. Well, and I think the other two that they brought in are depth guys. Billy Turner, Milty here is the starter. This guy, um, and we're kind of pivoting a little bit here. Mark brought it up. But this guy in PFF was graded as the 15th best tackle in the league last year. And they've got a little bit of familiarity with him around here. I think you ought to be pretty good. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, we've got a different coaching staff, too. So I think I think the man is uh, a great addition or a great re-addition. And he's going to be starting left, right tackle, right? So um, the competition that they have for that position is not as good as he is. So, I mean, it, I realize we just kind of skipped over the rest of the passing camp. But he is the dude for the right tackle. Yep, Michaela. Uh, one thing I learned about this whole thing is that Russell Wilson, in a first for all of Denver quarterbacks, has his own damn logo. I didn't know that. Did you? Uh, I mean, for quarterbacks, that's probably true. But you know who has his own logo and his own fashion line? Brandon McManus. Uh, if you ever hear anyone talk about the spermy ghost party kimono or kimono. That was his fucking thing. Uh, he has three different two-piece suits that are all just Broncos logos. He has several different swimsuits and sunglasses. It's hilarious. So is Russ the first Bronco or just the first quarterback? I think quarterback. He's the first quarterback. First quarterback. He's got the R. Right. We've mentioned Spermy Ghost Komodo several times yes, on we the have. podcast. We've talked about the Spermy Ghost. <laughs> no, oh, we definitely have. And you know what? He's a damn kicker. So <laughs> whatever. I know he's your boy, but... Kickers are meant to be seen and not heard. All right. Let's just get that straight. All right. Last little bit of news in the NFL. Milty, going to start with you here. The home of the Denver Broncos in power field. That fucker was on fire yesterday. What the hell happened? <laughs> some of the third level seats and so it's some of the suites. I'm not sure everything that was going on, but there was an event going on there. Did that have something to do with that? You know, they had 100 people in the stadium doing some crazy event. Who knows? They said the, the the wind that was going on fanned some of the fire. The seats are made out of a petroleum product, so if something gets to one of them, they're going to go. Um, I think this is just the start of the fireworks that we're going to see with Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know what? I, I, does anyone else have anything to add? Because that's about a perfect mic drop as there is on this topic. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yep. Thank you, <laughs> Goon Squad. <laughs> I, I, I had something to add, but it's it's not as important as what that was. Awesome. Now that we have our Milty back, we are gonna resurrect one of our favorite bits. This is Milty's quote unquote after dark fishing report yay Yay! we figured it's a good one for you since you've been on such an extended fishing trip (laughs) (laughs) i didn't have i didn't like what i was fishing for though so and i might like what i'd be fishing for on this one either all right so milty this place is not actually made up this is the oldest army corps 
of Engineers Lake, constructed in the state of Arkansas. And in honor of your return, your return to My Brother is an Idiot, <laughs> I give you, please give us, a fishing report for Lake Nimrod in Arkansas. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lake, not a person, right? It is a lake. <laughs> Okay, so well, there's four of four four of those on the screen right now. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yes. yeah, pick one, right? So Lake Nimrod in Arkansas, former Army Lake, you say? Nope. So we're gonna go there. We're gonna fish for purple perch because of the garbage that the Army dumped in there in the water many years ago. So it changed everything. Um, so we're gonna go trolling at a high speed with some rainbow colored crankbaits and then we're going to have the jigs dropping down with a green mealworm and we're going to catch some purple perch for the frying pan i'm done with this shit uh, I would so like good. to point out for the remainder of the Goon Squad that no rodents were harmed in the filming of this episode. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> no small mammal no death. No small mammal death on a four-odd hook. I had to give him another week break. Cover <laughs> <laughs> the population. Right. Yeah. Population management at its finest. That's Thank right. you, Division of Rodents, Milty Pop. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the National Basketball Association and our own Denver Nuggets. Milty, I'm going to start with you. Uh, this Bones Highland kid that they got here in Denver as a rookie, uh, he's actually pretty good. Uh, set the Denver rookie record for three points in the season. Took it away from Jamal with a few games to go. He's got 116 currently. What do you think about this kid? I love the guy. He came from, what, VCU or some little school? Um, I watched him the other night. I think it was against Washington or something. In the third quarter, late in the third quarter, this is a rookie that took over the game and gave it to the Nuggets. Three-pointers leading the you know the guards up the, up the field. He, he just is unbelievable. He has some off days, but I think all rookies typically do. Is, so... But I love the guy. I can't wait to watch him some more. Uh, Mark, Twitter handle is BusyBones11. Uh, this kid's got some energy, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, Milty's talking about how he's streaky. Um, I think all shooters have that streakiness kind of inherent in their um, DNA as basketball players. So the, the key is you get enough of those shooters – and you can offset each other. I until they get Jamal and uh, Michael Porter back, they don't have the depth at shooting that they need to just be jacking up threes like that all the time. They got away with it the other night, but then you can see what happened when they met Phoenix, and Phoenix just kind of out toughed them. So I'm still worried about this team in the long run unless they can get at least one of those other big pieces back. MJ, this is a kid who in his last 15 games has scored. Under 10 points only three or four times. Um, Mark brought it up. They don't have a lot of depth in shooting, but with the future going forward, you know, when we get Jamal back, when we get Michael Porter back, this Busy Bones kid is exciting. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, more Nuggets news. MJ, starting with you, Mike Malone got a contract extension. Uh, more good stuff coming for the Denver Nuggets in the years to come. What do you think? Yep, there's Mr. Abalone getting the bag. Good for him. And MJ gives it the thumbs up. Milty, what's your reaction? I love it. Uh, it's stability, right, for the franchise, for the players. Um, you know, he's the fifth longest tenured coach in the NBA right now. And as long as things keep going the way they are, I think he's going to have a long career in Denver. You know, Mark, as long as they keep winning games and it helps to have the best player in the world. Uh, but Mike Malone is a perfect fit for Denver, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he seems to know how to motivate his team. Uh, my, my only concern is on those off nights that they have where it just seems like they're out of energy. Um, what do we do to minimize the ebb and flow of that tide, you know? But uh, Michael Malone has this team rolling. Um, they do respond to criticism, his criticism very well that he very publicly portrays to the media um, when he says things like, they suck. Um he doesn't exactly say that, but, you know, we didn't have a lot of energy. And uh, he seems to, you know, he he fires up his players by calling them out on the public face. And then they respond the next night. And then we have three or four good games. And then they have a game where they're not so good. And then he fires them up again. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that they keep listening to that motivation and don't ever tune him out. Because if they do, it could be... Um, catastrophic to Michael Malone's career. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, he's, he's awesome, and in this system, he seems to fire everybody up. He seems to call people's numbers at the right time. Um, yeah, he's good. Plus, you know, he's probably not the most expensive coach, so that, that saves Kroenke some money because Lord knows he needs all the money he can get. Well, you know, Walmart, there's some money there, right? <laughs> all right, and then generally speaking about the Denver Nuggets, Milty, you know, the last 14 games, they're 8-6, and six, you know, lost – Last night against the Suns, who by all accounts probably are the best team in the in the conference. But, uh, you know, big win against the Clippers a couple nights before that. Winning more than they're losing and are maintaining their pace in the division and the conference. Yeah, they're maintaining the pace. What is it? They're sixth in the, in the playoff position right now. Uh, I don't know if there's enough yet to move up anymore for the rest of the games of the season. I think there's probably, what, six, six seven, eight games left. And, but they're, I think, two and a half or three and a half games behind the team in front of them, and I think that's where they're going to play. So the sixth team in the Western Division is going to be the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, Milty, you're right. So, Mark, the, yeah, the, the Nuggets are looking pretty good. They beat the Clippers. What do you think about what's going to happen going forward? Well, they beat the Clippers, and then last night they lost to the Suns um, in a real important game for the Suns so that they could actually clinch a division, and I believe they could actually convince or clinch the entire conference last night. They have 60 wins, I believe, on the year, so um, it was a big celebration win, and there was some grittiness, so that could be a really fun playoff series if uh, the, the Nuggets and Suns meet up because, whew, there's some bad blood there. Um, Chris Paul was trying to get some dirty moves in and there, there was just some interesting things and a little bit of a scuffle in the back hallway after the game as well. But, uh, the Clippers win was huge. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, more interesting though, uh, would be somebody else's analysis on that. If we can get it. So MJ Mark brought it up. What do you think? 
while we were talking about the Clippers, and you know something about the Clippers? Um, the Clippers are in Los Angeles. So, uh, today we're talking about, I watched a basketball game. I watched a basketball game from 2009. I watched a basketball game specifically from May 29th of 2009. It was the Western Conference Finals Game 6 at the Pepsi Center. Why did I watch this one? Because uh, this appears to be the last time that the Nuggets went to the Western Conference Final. They've never made it out of the finals. The last time they made it to the finals was 1976. The last time that they made it to the Western Conference Final before this time in 2009 was in 1985. Uh, so I watched the- it's on YouTube, so I just watched the fucking game. And they had all, like, the intro shit and stuff. Um, so they put up a picture of all the Lakers, right? And, um, there's Kobe Bryant. He was there. Uh, everyone booed him a lot, and it- Mom had to explain to me why. Um, and then there's a guy on the Lakers whose name was DJ Mbenga, which is the same- his- his name's like Star Trek. That's why I wrote him down. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Mbenga. He's yeah. the famed- uh, he was on the original Enterprise. He was the Vulcan expert. Yeah. Good call out. Uh, and then for the Nuggies, they had uh, Chauncey Billups, who's mom's guy. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, who I don't think I've ever actually seen before. I've only heard of him, so that was cool. Uh, there was a guy named Nene, and I liked him, but he got a lot of penalties at the end, or fouls, or whatever the <laughs> fuck. I got so confused. Um, and then there was Chris Anderson, which I figured I'd just blow my own shit up for a little bit. Uh, I So everyone, when I was in, two, in 2009, when everyone talked about Chris Anderson, because he was the big, tall, white guy who did the arm thing, um, people called him the Birdman, and I thought that that meant that his name was Bird, so I thought he was Larry Bird for, like, five years. It took a very long time for me to realize that Larry Bird was a different person. Oh my good, sweet, merciful Christ. <laughs> so so then the guy, there's oh there's this goodness. guy comes up and he's standing in the middle of the thing for the intros and he says, can you feel it? I swear to God thought he said, can you dig it? And I was like, oh my God, it's a Booker T reference. I thought we were doing Booker T shit, and we were not. We were Can You Feeling It. Also, he echoed every time he talked. He'd said a name. He'd be like, Chauncey Billups, 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 Billups. And I was like, oh, 2009. Correct. Right. Okay. Uh, I loved him. Um, also, Alan Roach was there. Um, also, the commentators for the basketball guys, they were just, like, in the crowd. There was, like, maybe a piece of, like, big foam shit around them, but they were just, like, sitting there chilling, like, on the side. I was like, oh, Interesting. Um, okay, so then they did, well, what was the first thing? Oh, yeah. So the first quarter started, blah, 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 blah. Um, the ball went like, f- w- okay, I got so confused. They, they threw the ball, <laughs> the Lakers threw the ball, and Chauncey Billup touched the ball. And the ref was like, boop, that's, play, call the play dead. And I didn't understand why. They said it was a balls foul. And I was, <laughs> he didn't touch his ball, so I don't know why it was a balls foul. Um... <laughs> Um, also, so, the, I, I also pointed out that they were very tall. Um, their number 30, whoever number 30 is on the Nuggets, he jumped up and he tipped the ball and it was very cool. Um, they pressed the beeper every time there's a timeout and every time they sub, which was weird and confusing. <laughs> I, so, I didn't know what was going on. Oh, they have pool noodles. The fans have pool noodles and they sit behind the things and they wave their pool noodles all crazy. And, um, that was cool. I want a pool noodle. <laughs> 
Um, Did we just name the episode? <laughs> I want a pool noodle. I want a pool noodle. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, also, I was watching, and on defense, everyone was just kind of standing there. And I was like, well, that seems bad. Um, spoiler alert, it was. It's because the, the Nuggets were bad at defense in that game. Because they wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. Um, also, Alan, every time they went on defense, Alan Roach would just get on a microphone and go, Defense! And it... <laughs> confused me a lot also um their their uh their coach's name is phil jackson which a at first i thought he said bo jackson because i didn't see him and i was like that's confusing i didn't realize bo jackson was also a basketball coach he's not um (laughs) (laughs) also i thought uh i I thought Phil Jackson sounded like the coach from Major League, but less gravelly. Um, <laughs> Phil Jackson, Blue Brown. They're the same. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, that's a hell of an idea. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, I also, I didn't know, because they were taking a lot of, like, shots from inside the three-point line, but not, like, layups and, like, taking shots in the paint, which I read an article about how there was a shift from taking, like, just two-point shots wherever you can shoot them to taking, like, a lot of threes and then, like, all layups. So I I was thinking that that was either during or before that shift. Um, also, there was a guy on the Lakers. He was number four. I think his name was Luke Walton. He looked like if Tom Paris was a vampire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, son of... Bill Walton. <laughs> yeah. And he was Laker. definitely on that Lakers team. UCLA great Bill Walton and also ended up coaching that team uh, a few years down the road. Until he, until he now is a scumbag living in a hotel somewhere because he was right. screwing around the whole time. Right. Anyways. Uh, uh, then a nugget fell down and everyone in the crowd cheered, which confused me because it was in Denver. So I didn't know why we were cheering for our own guys falling down. Um, was there a foul called? Honestly, I don't remember. <laughs> I just wrote down that he fell down, and everyone was like, "Yay!" It was confusing. That that may have been because there was a no call, and they were actually instead of saying "Yay," they were saying "Hey." Oh, I yeah. see. Anyways, go on. <laughs> um, there was a kid named J.R. Smith. He got eleven points in nine minutes, which seemed very good, and they said it was very good. Um. Also, the cold-activating Coors Light can has existed since 2009, which is amazing to me because they act like that shit is new every fucking year. Uh, there were all... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I noticed oh. there were a lot of traveling calls. Um, they also play music while play is happening, which is weird. Um, also, Mark's favorite West Coast bias showed up because they kept talking about the Lakers. I then realized that that was because the Nuggets were playing poorly, and that's why they kept talking about the Lakers and shit-talking the Nuggets. Um, a Nugget got a technical foul, and I did not understand why. I di- it was number 30. I don't remember who number 30 was, and he was just kind of like, ah! And then it was like, boop, technical foul. Uh, I still didn't understand why he got it. Um, also, the third quarter got really boring, um, but there was a guy... I didn't write down which team he played with, but his name was Martin, and he got a boo-boo. Oh, he was a mug! He was a nug! He hurt his hand. He jammed his hand. Kenyon he got Martin. an owie. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he was, um, mom was talking about him. A, bu- a bunch of her friends liked him. Um. <laughs> World-renowned jerk face, Kenyon Martin. <laughs> I have personal experience with that man. Um, yeah. The anti-Carlos Boozer. 
Oh my God. Number thirty. Oh, I think number thirty was Nene. World class jerk. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Uh, Nene was, was thirty-one. Nene. No, thirty-one was Nene. Thirty was uh, Dante Jones. Oh yeah, Dante Jones. Okay, he so he got a technical earlier, and I mentioned that he did the ah, and then he got a technical for no reason. Um, and then he got like some other kind of foul, and they're like, "That's his first foul." And I was like, "But he got a technical, so isn't that his? That can't be his first foul because he got a technical." Um, also, it was until like halfway <laughs> through the third quarter for there to be an alley oop, and I thought that shit would happen faster. <laughs> um, Rules are hard. <laughs> I think J.R. Smith was the best Nugget, from what I could tell. Um, the, like, last 30 seconds of the third quarter was just everyone falling down. Like, there was, I don't know, I didn't, it, I mean, obviously it's not a scrum, it's basketball, but they were all, like, it was who could flop harder, and they were all, like, ah, and, ah, and, like, flying all over the place, and, and then the Nuggets, or the Lakers got a free throw or a thing. They, they, they didn't get the, they got the call, whatever. Um, uh, and then it was, uh, oh yeah, the Nuggets came, the Nugget cheerleaders came out, um, and either there's two sets of Nuggets cheerleaders or they changed clothes because they were wearing different clothes. Um, this is the point where I googled and looked up and saw that the Lakers won the championship this year. I did not know that. I was looking at Nuggets things. Oh yeah, so then uh, one of the commentators said, The Nuggets get a few points. Then what do you do? You give the ball to Kobe Bryant. And then Kobe Bryant like f- fucking airballs the ball and then he got a free throw and I didn't understand why. Um... And then I I wrote down that I couldn't tell if the Nuggets foul a lot or if the ref is bad. Because the ref all of a sudden just started calling fucking everything on the Nuggets. And I couldn't tell if it was because they were playing sloppy or if it was because um, he just hated the Nuggets. Um, Also, uh, one of the commentators said, oh, that that guy got no help on the double penetration. And then the other guy said, amen. And I didn't understand that at all outside of the context that I have been. This is becoming my favorite segment of all time. Oh, this is—it's been there oh. for me. <laughs> oh my god! The the pow pow gasol guy got a dabu dabu, and they were like, "Look, he got a dabu dabu." Um. Also, so now. <laughs> Can we also point out that pow gasol looks like a llama? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, like, you see guys fall down. In the games, like I watched, I watched like bits of a game earlier, like a few weeks ago, and they fall down, and then guys run over with towels, and they go wipe, 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 and they wipe up the sweat or whatever. Um, how come in two thousand nines we had a stick with a mop on it that we just did it then? Like, why do we have dudes? Why don't the dudes just have sticks? Why do we make a bend over and mop it up with their hands? That seems stupid. We're back to sticks, <laughs> by the way. They're back to sticks. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah, that was the other thing. Uh, I realized that the refs, I think the refs were being bad, and then I asked whether or not this was pre or post, like, that one ref betting on shit, because um, I know that that was, like, a big thing. Um, also, the last five minutes of the game took, like, 20 minutes. Um, there's no fighting in basketball, but I think there should have been fighting in that game. Um, also... Oh, yeah, at the end, so the Lakers won, obviously, and then at the end they were like, ref, or, uh, hey, do you think Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant's gonna have such a good time, they're gonna give him a trophy in Denver, and he was just kind of like, no, and he just kind of left, <laughs> and then that was also when mom had to explain to me why no one likes Kobe Bryant in Denver, so, ta-da, I watched a basketball game. 
God. Goodness gracious. I was going to try to watch an episode of the Stephen A. Smith thing on TNT, but I couldn't find one, so I watched that instead. Uh, All right. Uh, uh, let, let me start by saying, number there's one, a this, to, there's a lot, there's to, a lot to, un, there's a lot to unpack here. But first and foremost, 2009 was not the last time that Denver Nuggets made the Western Conference Finals. They made the Western Concert Conference Finals in the bubble in 19 and 20. Um, and that abrupt, weird-ass, goofy season when they played the playoffs in the summertime um, against the Lakers and still lost. Um but that one's hard because it's the bubble and it was weird and it was stupid and whatever. That's also one of my all-time favorite Nuggets teams with Birdman and Carmelo. Uh, Chauncey was on that team. Um, uh, the the answer, uh, Allen Iverson was on that team. Was Allen and, Iverson uh, on that team? Yeah, that was that was Iverson's team. Andre right, Miller that was, the, was on that, that team too then, huh? Uh, he was not no? on that team. No, Andre was after that. Okay. Um, but that was J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith, the streakiest shooter in Denver Nuggets history. Uh, one of the most athletic people to have ever played the game. A million-dollar body and two-cent head. Uh, my favorite actual player on that team, though, was Linus Klaza because he was just fun to watch flop around because he was just uncoordinated. <laughs> That's all fucking Earl Boykins was on that team, wasn't he? Negative, sir. No? No. I, if Earl no, Boykins no, was on that team during that game, I would have pointed it out. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Was Vladi Divac right. on that team, or had he retired by then? Was he on that Lakers team? I think he had retired by then. No, Vladi was long gone. Vladi Divac played in the nineties. Well, he played in the. I I can't remember. I I know I saw him, but I don't. I know. I I think you're right that he was retired, but I was just thinking about all the flopping that Michaela was talking about, and that always just reminds me of Vladi Divac with the 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 cigar in the locker room thing. You yeah. know, <laughs> Vladi, Vladi Divac played from '89 to 2004. Right. Um, yeah. And the referee scandal with Tim Donahue, Donahue. that was 2007. Seven. Yeah, it was right. So after you're that. close. You're yeah. close. And there's there's been a long running conspiracy theory in Denver that the the NBA refs hate the Denver Nuggets especially every time they play the LA Lakers. The, so I mean it's not it's wrong. not just a Lakers or not just a Denver conspiracy, it's kind of a league-wide conspiracy that there's still point shaving and point scandals going on amongst the referees and they just haven't been able to prove it. Right. Because the games are so terribly called to this day, they're terribly yeah, called. That's that's why to the point I, where what was that? Two or three years ago, the league came out with that uh, report that they come out with the every hour, the, the, every morning. Yeah, the two, uh, the last two, yeah, the last the final two minutes, four minutes or whatever yeah. the fuck they call it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's because they wanted to add clarity to the fact that everyone thinks that the referees are cheating. I guess I thought mm-hmm. that that came out. That's why I brought that up. Because I had heard about the two-minute report, and I'd heard that it was related to the Tim, whoever the fuck, ref, Betty guy. And so I thought that the two-minute report came after that. I didn't realize it was so much later that it came up. Yeah, yeah. it's only been the last three or four years. Because I want but, that in hockey. No, it's, it, I'll tell you what, NBA refs are way worse. It, it's football, it's, it's hockey, it's NBA, and it's baseball in that order. We've done that podcast. I know already. we have. I know. Okay. The, the point I want to make really quickly is this is by far my favorite segment of the show. 
That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Every time that Michaela starts doing this, I'm just like, what fucking shit right. is going to come out of her mouth? Right. <laughs> no help on the double penetration. I, I, I was oh hoping I was hoping for more breakdown of Nene's game, but, you know. Nene I, got I so watching. many fat, like, especially in the end of the game, it was like, well, there's Nene again. He got called for, I don't know, they whistled and pointed at him. And then, it, oh, there's Nene again. He got pointed at and whistled again and then i don't think they took i don't think they took him out because i don't think he got enough of the fouls that count that you only get five of or whatever but someone else got pulled when he got two in the first quarter it was very confusing all right so (laughs) technical fouls don't count against your personal fouls count all right so a personal foul happens in the play of the game um like if mark is driving and i foul him that is a personal foul um, that counts. You get in the NBA. You get six of those. Once you get number six, you're out. You're done for the yeah. day. Right. Okay, have mm-hmm. a seat. Have a seat. Drink your Gatorade. Hey, here's your towel. In uh, technical fouls, a technical foul is basically something you say um, or do. And, it can oh, be yeah, a, it, can it could be something, be something you, do. you do. Yeah. And there, there's been some some rule changes where they, you know, have those. You know, uh, what do they call them? Level ones, level twos, whatever. Um, well, but even back then, if you like threw somebody on the ground, it was going to be a technical. Yeah, yeah, could have been right. But uh, generally speaking, a technical foul is if you say something or are showing up the ref or uh, whatever. You could be like nose to nose with a guy and saying shit back and forth. That you could get double technicals. Those don't count. But you only get two of those in a game. So if you get two technical fouls, you're out. I see. So if if Mark is the referee and I call Mark a dumb son of a bitch because he can't fucking call a game to save his fucking life, he's going to whistle me for a technical foul, and that's my one of two. Got it. Um, so the reason why they pull players if they get two fouls really quick is, again, because you only get six total fouls throughout the game or else you stop playing. So in order to extend the life of certain players – oh, my God, they're squeaking. Um, <laughs> Hi, Sandy. So – so, but they they extend the life of the player by saying, "Oh God, in the first two minutes of the game, uh, my player, my power forward, got two fouls. I better sit him for a while so that uh, we can use him in the fourth quarter." And so that's why they do that. So got it. That makes sense. Go. Well, also, good news. I have two. I have two. Or I have reviews planned for the next two episodes. Hell yes. Awesome. Hell yes. Awesome. All right. Final note on that team of 2009. Uh, that's also uh, Juwan Howard was on that team, the now head coach of the Michigan Wolverines and former member of the Fab Five. So there you go. All right. Thank you, MJ. Entertaining as always. Looking forward to more reviews and Pay attention to our social media media channels as we may be taking MJ to a basketball game sometime soon. It's going to be a good time. All right. Uh, hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Yeah. I understand you may have had a dessert recently. <laughs> yeah. Well, cue that 8-bit music and hit us with Mark's Dessert Review of the Week. Mm-hmm. Scrumdillionches. Uh. <laughs> Uh, hold on a second. We're, we're, we're live testing these. I've never had one of these in my life. Let me tell you about the label on this package. This is uh, Sanders Small Batch Wonders Dark Chocolate Sea Salt Caramels. Have you ever heard of Dark Chocolate chocolate Sea Salt Caramels? Mm, I'm sure I have something similar. Sure. I have never in my life had caramel and salt and dark chocolate. 
I'm, of course, lying because this is my very favorite kind of treat. <laughs> uh, but we got these at Costco. I, I assume they were at a reasonable price and it's a very large thing. But that's not the dessert I wanted to talk about. We are talking desserts uh, locally. And uh, we are going to talk about a bunt cake that I had that was dark chocolate bunt cake that was made by the same person who is going to make the slicing cake for our wedding. And uh, it looked like it had Cardassian spoon face upside down, like it was very fancy looking bunt cake. It was just very cool looking design on it. And it was very dense and rich and you know, like face. it is, yeah, you know, the, the spoon, the spoon, spoon face. If you have like a spoon and then there's another spoon and then there's spoon a spoon. Face. Look at the Cardassians. They look like they have spoons okay. on their faces. Spoon face. Go look at them. You'll never look at them again at the same. Carry on. You see it? Yes. But spoon face. And they they had the indentations, the cake, and it was upside down. It was a very cool thing. But it was made by my fiance's sister, who is, again, making our slicing cake. So I look forward to what she's going to do for that. And I got to see some cool pictures of things that they've done with chocolate and fondant, which uh, includes Pistol Pete from uh, Oklahoma State. And... uh, they also did a Grogu. Um, they've done Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, so it's just fantastic. And I'm going to enjoy this chocolate right here. I've never had this before in my life. I wonder what it tastes like. Oh, it's so good. Oh, 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 back to you. What? That was abrupt. Well, it's not back to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, while Mark is munching on his Sanders salted caramel chocolate thing, uh, MJ, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. MJ, back to you. Uh, give us your NHL hit of the week. Hockey. I think I did that one last week, but that's what you <laughs> no, get. You did not. You did not. That's awesome. No, that's really good. <laughs> oh, good. Fantastic. Uh, so the trade deadline happened. Um, I know we recorded last time, and Mark Sherdotto was a Leaf, and that was the last thing that I think we saw. Um, More trades happened. Um, The Wild got Marc-Andre Fleury um, for a bunch of picks and stuff, Um, and then they traded their young, like, good... Well, not good, but their... Well, I mean, he's fine. He's good, but he wasn't, like, their... He was supposed to be the goalie of the future, but he was not the goalie of the now. Um, they sent Capo Kakadin to the Sharks, and the Sharks now just have three goalies. Really thought they were going to trade James Reimer to the Leafs, but they didn't. Um, the Avs didn't really pick up uh, anyone else. Uh, I guess, I don't remember if we recorded this before or after the Arturi Lekadin trade. We got Arturi Lekadin for not a ton, um, but he's a good uh, guy. He's just finished Valerie Nachushkin. Um, he'll do great on the second or third line. Um, and then we also got, who's the other one we got? We got Josh Manson, we got Nico Sturm, we got Arturi Lekadin, and we got some other motherfucker. Some other motherfucker, uh, uh, defenseman. The bottom, bottom half defenseman. Um, but the, the Avs did fine. Um, the funniest thing that happened was that, um, the Vegas Golden Knights were like, hey, uh, we don't have cap room and we have like half of our fucking team on LTIR. Uh, but in order for us to take them off LTIR, we need cap room. So um, we're going to take Evgeny Dodonov, who's not great. 
and also he, we don't like him very much and he he we trade we spent a lot to get him um but i would like to fire him into the sun so that we can get some cap relief so we're going to aim our sun gun at the anaheim ducks and poof fire him away and the duck said yes thank you i will take that give me a second as well and they said yes here you go take a second and then they called the nhl central Reg- registry and they're like Bing bong. Um, hey, can can we make this trade? And the NHL Central Registry said, yeah. And then the agent of Evgeny Dodonov was like, um, no, what the fuck? Evgeny has a no trade clause with a 10 team no trade list and Anaheim's on it. Could you fucking not? And the NHL said, he has a no trade list. And Vegas said, he has a no trade list. And nobody knew. Um, because Evgeny Dodonov got traded in late July um, from the Ottawa Senators to Vegas and when he uh, he had a deadline of July 21st to turn in his 10 team no trade list to Ottawa and then Ottawa seven days later turned around and traded him to Vegas um, and no one knows really whose fault it is I mean it's Vegas's period but no one really knows whose exactly it is um, but apparently, allegedly, Ottawa did not tell Vegas that he had a no trade clause. The no trade clause never made it. Uh, okay. Or the okay. No- Hold on a second. Hold on a second. So I, I know, I know, but I, I've been reading up on this and there's people blaming the agent. There's people blaming Dodonov. There's people blaming. I, wouldn't the team that traded for the guy have to know what his contract said frontwards and backwards when they were acquiring a dude? Motherfucker, you told me last week that in the NFL people don't trade contracts. Contracts just live and die with a team. So you shut up for a minute. I'm telling the story. I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck happened. What happened was Vegas didn't pay attention. Regardless of whether or not um, Ottawa sent the no trade or the no trade team list, whatever. Uh, Vegas did not pay attention. Ultimately, the fault lays with them. Um, So for starters, the like the trade no trade list was on puckpedia and cap friendly so obviously if it's public fucking knowledge everyone else knows that it's there um ottawa if even if they didn't send it along like the agent probably should have mentioned something beforehand and the fact that central registry didn't know just makes me believe that oh the nhl doesn't pay attention to fucking anything ever anyway um so all of that happened the trade got voided dodonov was is now still a uh, Vegas Golden Knight, um, which is unfortunate for him because he was suddenly stuck in a situation in which he, he was either go back to a team that he knows doesn't want him or go play for a team that he doesn't want to play for and all that the rest of the team knows that he doesn't want to play for. Um, also, Vegas is not going to make it to the playoffs um, with that situation turning out how it did. Uh, they don't have cap room to... Um, bring people off LTIR, and they're already at a 30% chance to not make the uh, playoffs. The last thing I'm going to say, because Mark clearly isn't paying attention anyway, is that if no. you have The Athletic, you need to go and look up Katie Strang. Uh, Katie Strang. She wrote another article about the Coyotes. She's the one who wrote the one last time that was like, hey, did you know that the Coyotes fucking suck? She wrote another one that was like, hey, do you know the Coyotes fucking suck? And it's super well written. Um, but... The, it, it goes into, like, the whole thing about the, uh, um, 
their arena situation, how, like, Tempe's not, the Tempe situation, or the Tempe arena situation isn't going to be ready for another, like, three or four years. Um, once they finish putting on all the new building th- shit, like, um, annexes and additions that they need to make to the stadium in, uh, for ASU, that stadium is only going to seat 3,200 people. Um, they, there's no way that they're going to be able to make the money for that. And if that happens, regardless, they're going to be on the road for the first 19 games of the season. They're going to be on the road for like three months. And then when they come back, they're going to have to play in front of 3,200 fans in a college arena. So, but this doesn't happen for like three years, you said, right? No, they move to ASU next year. They can't stay in the field. But you said the stadium there is not going to be ready for another three or four years, right? No, the Tempe Stadium. They're trying to build a stadium in Tempe to be their permanent home. Oh, okay. Okay. I missed that part. Which hasn't been approved. If Tempe, like, so there's a city council meeting. I don't remember when it is. I think it's in like May where they're going to discuss whether or not they um, will allow that construction to happen. If they say no, there's not going to be another stadium. They are stuck in the ASU stadium. Which again holds thirty two hundred um or thirty two hundred fans, and they have to pay up front to ASU because ASU is not gonna let them do the same shit that Glendale did. So they have to pay a full season's rent up front every year before the season starts, and they have to they're paying for all the additions that get brought to them, and then there's a royalty percentage that gets um, sent to ASU. So the Coyotes are not going to make any fucking money for the next three years. <laughs> At least, if they stay in Don't Arizona. Don't they have a cash problem also already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't they have payroll issues? Yeah, they don't pay people. Or they pay people late. Um, they got in trouble for not playing, paying players on time. They've gotten in trouble with, like, fucking Cisco or whoever their food vendor is for not paying that. They're on a payment plan with... I can't remember who it is. There's someone that they're on a payment plan to pay off $200,000 in, like, the next year. They have to pay like twenty eight million dollars to uh, ASU for the stadium and rent for the first season. There's no way they can recoup that. No, they're not going to. They, I think. Nope. So right now, um, it said that it, at a sold out game at Gila River, with tickets being like fifty to a hundred dollars, and like concession stands or concession sales being about the same. They make about $800,000 a game. In order for them to make the same amount in the ASU stadium, they would have to bump ticket prices to above $300 a ticket. Which isn't going to happen. No, and they're already they're not making a profit as it is. $800,000 is not cutting it for them as it is. So either they're going to have to eat three years of horrible fucking losses, or they're going to have to get hockey out of the goddamn desert. They never should have gone to the desert in the first place. No. Well, so apparently with, like, there is there is a massive, like, youth hockey community in Phoenix. Like, there's a ton of youth hockey teams. Um, there's a bunch of players who have come out of Phoenix recently. Uh, most notably, obviously, Austin Matthews, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's literally, if that's why they're sticking around, I don't think it's worth it i think you can put a um ahl team there instead of a uh, well if if they're really hurting for money 
Um, I know somebody who lives in that area who can help them out and get them a meal train started. Damn! I can't guarantee that makes it. <laughs> Please leave that in. Please leave that in. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh. Uh, all right, and I just do want to clarify one thing. I didn't say the contracts didn't get traded. There's the money that doesn't necessarily get traded in the NFL. There's a difference. That, they may have to pay them. They may have to pay them, but the salary cap takes a hit, and that's different. It's There's cash, and then there's accounting. And you trade the cash, but you actually have to take the accounting hit in the NFL. That so. doesn't make any fucking sense either. I didn't say it would have to make sense. Didn't say you had to understand it, but that's the difference. They still have to trade the contract, but if you paid guaranteed money, you have to take the cap hit. It, it's all the accounting. Just, just saying. All right. You got any, uh, got any avalanche news for us? I mean, I started with it. They're doing fine. They lost their last game to Vancouver, but who cares? They're already um, essentially guaranteed to win the division. Um and if you believe the Dom decision, which I don't, and I'm knocking on all sorts of wood, um, he thinks that they're at about a 20% chance to win the cup. I'll take it. That's pretty high. Yeah, that's yeah, extremely very horrifyingly high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really high. That's really high. I'll take it. It's the hardest trophy to win in the world. So I'll take it. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much, MJ. Hey, uh, Mark. Yeah. I bet you've got something for me to do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Matt. Yo. What time of year is it? Uh, it's grilling season, brother. Okay. And what is on TV all the time right now? March Madness and college basketball. So Michaela came up with a funny name and a very catchy name for a segment. And uh, we're not sure what we're going to do with it yet, but we really like the name. So, Michaela, what is the name of this segment? Welcome to Matt Madness. Yes, Matt Madness. And in this segment of Matt Madness, we are going to be talking uh, grilling meats. And it's the final four of grilling meats. And yes, I have seeded all of the meats and they have duked it out. And uh, I'm making this up as I go along pretty much. But uh, they have the bracket of bone-in meat and a bracket of boneless meat. And so we will start with the bone-in meat bracket. And the number one overall seed for this tournament is ribs. Yes. And they will be facing off with beef short ribs in the bone-in bracket. Matt, take it away. Who do you see winning this one? Dude, this is a no goddamn brainer. I am going with short ribs in the upset over pork ribs. Uh, there is just something about short ribs. They are just bones full of burnt end flavor. There's so much you can do with a short rib. You can smoke it. You can grill it. You can braise it. You can put it in the crock pot. You can bake it. You, it doesn't matter. We like them smoked here in this house, uh, and we like you know the full plate. We like them cut. We like whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll make short ribs, freeze them, and then take what's left of the short rib and make a pot roast out of it. They're so versatile. There's so much flavor to a short rib. You can see when you get a good cut, there's as much marbling in a good short rib as there is in a great cut of ribeye. Dude, I, I, I love me some good 
you know, St. Louis baby back or some St. Louis ribs and some baby backs, but short ribs wins the day for sure. Short ribs takes it in the bone inside. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, short ribs who beat out chicken wings as the number three seed. So now on the other side, you've got the boneless bracket, okay? And we've got the number two overall seed that would just kind of rifled through everything and was really easy. And you've got brisket is the number two seed coming into that final four. And they are facing off. Whoa, hold on a second. We've got a giant, giant upset. Pulled pork has gone down. Pulled pork has gone down in a surprise. And into the final four goes Tri-Tip. Yes, that's right. Tri-Tip into the final four against Brisket. Matt, who wins in this battle of bison stuff? Festival of Flesh. <laughs> like bison? All right. This one is also a no-brainer. Tri-Tip may have an underground cult following. They're like the Gonzaga of meats. But I tell you what. You can't beat a good brisket. There's so much you can do with a brisket. You can uh, cure it, and now you've got your own corned beef. You can take your corned beef and smoke it with pepper, and now you've got pastrami. Uh, just smoke it. Slice it. You're good to go. Throw that shit in the crock pot again. Uh, so good. Uh, brisket wins the day. Uh, you've got to treat it right. You've got to trim it right. Make sure you take that fat cap off uh, to a quarter inch on the fat side. Trim it on the non-fat side so it cooks as evenly as possible. Rotate it, spritz it, rub it down with your favorite rub and binder. But it's all about brisket all the time. Brisket wins. Not to mention it is great in pho. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rare steak yes. pho. So our final four, we had contestant bone in short ribs versus our final from contestant boneless brisket matt take it away we talked about how good short ribs are we talked about how good brisket is oh this one hurts my very soul because i love them both dearly uh and i know that trophy wife loves them both dearly however the winner of the barbecue challenge and the final four goes to brisket brisket is the undisputed undefeated king of barbecue meats give me a brisket all day long back to you brisket is the winner of matt madness smoked meats everybody brisket everybody if you have anything to say about that find matt on king goon smoke next week we will do uh matt madness with another topic it could be sides it could be uh famous bond villains it could be uh um flavors of uh i don't know ice cream who knows what it's gonna be but it'll be there and uh we are going to send it back to matt to take it away to our next segment everybody we love you matt madness <sighs> <laughs> all right thank you very much final sports news of the day mark i'm gonna kick it back to you huh? we've got some things that have happened in major league baseball take it away my brother yeah, so uh, Major League Baseball is at it again. At it again! Oh, that's a baseball! One of the biggest stars in baseball, uh, Tatis Jr., 
uh, has got into a major motorcycle accident and has fractured his wrist. Uh, he will be out at least six weeks to two months. It's a big blow for all of those people who like watching baseball and like the young, fun guys who, you know, throw their bat on the ground and yell at pitchers and stuff like that. And I love him. But um, one of the more interesting stories that really happened with that was after it happened and he had his surgery done or whatever, he was talking to the press and the 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 guy said, hey, you know, what kind of motor act, how fast were you going in this motorcycle accident? And he said, which one? Uh, <laughs> does not give me a, a whole lot of faith that this guy has a brain. Um <laughs> Uh, he's one of those guys that apparently is just young and dumb and um going back to the rockies they uh have made some really interesting moves again and i'm not really sure where they're going with this um they got rid of their outfielder that had any kind of speed uh they traded uh tatis to minnesota and got was it minnesota tilapia oh, it was minnesota Tilapia. Tilapia. Sorry, I was just still Tapia. in Tatis mode. Tapia. Tilapia. <laughs> Milty calls him Tilapia. Tilapia. Ramel Tapia. Yeah, so Tapia goes to Minnesota. Uh, they get back another guy. Toronto. Minnesota, right? Toronto. Huh? Toronto. Toronto. Somewhere in the north. <laughs> Up north. Yeah, where they... Okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> something else I was going to say, I'm just going to keep it to myself. But he was their speed in the outfield, so now apparently you've got... Um, Ryan McMahon, who they just signed to an extension, uh, good for them. I mean, Ryan McMahon's a great-ish uh, player, uh, but they're going to move him to third base when they just paid Chris Bryant a ton of money to play third. And Chris Bryant's going to left field, where I don't know if he's played left field before. Um, and if he has, it's not for an extended period of time because he's been a career infielder. Not a very good one, not a great one, but he does have a glove, and that's where his natural position is. So now you've got... Guy in an unfamiliar position in left field. Guy in right field who has no knees or hips in uh, Charlie Blackman, who is all beard and hair and feet. That's I'm, I'm convinced he's just a stick with a beard hanging out of it and sunglasses. He looks like the, what's the name of the, 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 the uncle from Uncle Cy. He's like Uncle Cy when Uncle Cy paints his beard black from Duck Dynasty. Sticks in a beard like this. Carry on. <laughs> Big sharp pointy teeth like this. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know. Apparently this new guy is going to play center. Um, so bombs away at Coors Field. I don't know what the fuck their plan is in the outfield, but oh my God, if I'm, if I'm playing in Coors Field, I am trying to hit it off of the fence every chance I get into left center and right center field. Uh, just hit it to the the deep, dark part of the ballpark in Coors Field and hope that those guys can run after it because oh, that's just such a bad outfield situation there. I, I just don't know what the Rockies are doing, what they're thinking. I'm glad I'm not in their head because I've got enough of a head case here on my shoulders to deal with. Um, that's my take on the Rockies. It, it, just it, that, that, to your point, I, and I'm so – I'm upset. Because I enjoyed watching Ramel Tapia play, even though it was on a bad baseball team. And he was great. He was fun he's, to watch. He's that guy that you need on this team in terms – and you brought it up, team speed, right? He, he, he Every time he's on the base paths, he changes the game. 
And that outfield, when they play at home, is so big. You need someone with some wheels to play center field. And Grichuk ain't that guy. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, the only thing that they got better in when they moved Tapia for Grichuk is they picked up some more pop because he's hit 20 home runs the last couple of years. Just Grichuk. Uh, Tapia's never hit more than 10. Uh, however, uh, they lose, you know, 35 points in, in batting average. Toppy hits 280 lifetime, uh, which has been vastly improved the last two years. Um, Grichuk hits 245 lifetime. Uh, Tapia stole 20 bases last year. Would you care to ask? Hey, Mark, would you, would you care to know how many stolen bases Grichuk had last year? Um, zero. None. Jack <laughs> shit. Zero. Never happened. Um and, and finally, and, and even more damning than anything, uh, Tapia's got a 1.0 war and uh, Grichuk's got a 0.8. So they didn't get better anywhere, no matter how you look at the numbers. It, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's, you know, oh, we're going to get some more pop. No, bud. No, you need speed there. You have to have speed because, like Mark said, you've got Chris Bryant, who's 30, playing left field. You've got Charlie, who we all adore, and everyone loves Charlie Blackman, but he's starting to look more and more like the rest of us every single year and does not have that range anymore. Um, Charlie, I think, needs to play DH and maybe put Sam Hilliard in right field. We'll see what happens there, but come on, Rockies. Come on. We just want you to be good, but you're chasing the spiders. And really I really don't want them to be good because it makes the podcast interesting. All that too. I mean, I'd be I'd be fine if we talked about good Rockies baseball. That'd be fine. Hey, Sarah, <laughs> the Rockies can. suck. Yeah, she's upstairs and down the hall. Cannot. Well, hear I you. know, but she'll hear this eventually, <laughs> and I can no, she does. Hear her you know, it's funny. She doesn't listen to the podcast unless she's down in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> MJ, you got anything you want to chip in on uh, the Colorado Rockies? No, they suck more than they did. They suck more than they did. Very good. And we're going to keep it with you. I know as you are sitting there crocheting, crocheting and looking at Twitter, you've been scrubbing furiously the interwebs. Give us your knowledge and share with us the dipshit of the week. Yes, the dipshit of the week this week um, is from Thursday. There was a game against or between the New York Hockey Rangers and the New Jersey Hockey Devils. And um, the Devils, <laughs> the Devils were at, or no, the Rangers were at minus 150 to beat the Devils, right? The dipshit of the week is one better. I don't know his name. They call him one better. Who placed a $150,000 bet that the Rangers would win. And the bet payout was going to be $250,000. And bet MGM put him on Twitter and was like, Eh, this guy bet $150,000 on the Rangers. And then the Rangers um, got blown out. They lost 7-4 to the Devils. In fact, they blew oh, a shit. lead. <laughs> so that man lost $150,000 trying to bet on fucking hockey. So that gets dipshit Jesus. of the week from me. All right, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, if you got the money to blow, you might as well, right? What the hell? I guess. Yeah, I guess. Can't win nothing if you don't bet nothing, right, Mark? I mean, yeah, if you're not in the game, then you got to, yeah, but yeah. just get in the game. I you you uh, miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so says Michael Jordan. Michael <sighs> Jeffrey Jordan. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. God. All right, kicking it around the Goon Squad. Uh, Milty, give us your final thoughts. 
Well, all I have to say is after kind of an extended absence is whenever your doctor tells you to do something, fucking do it, okay? <laughs> hey, fucking men. Hey, fucking men. Milty, I speak for the entire goon squad, not only those of us on the podcast, but those listening around the world. Welcome back, sir. We love you. Love you guys, too. Love this panel is fantastic. Love all the people that listen. Uh, Mark's list is coming up sometime pretty quick here, and love all them, too. All right. Thanks, buddy. You got it. MJ, take it away with your final thoughts. My final thoughts is that this was, it, this was a good episode, and I had fun listening, watching it, and that I'm going to have fun recording it because I noticed that not all the recordings worked correctly and was bad, and a lot of it was bad. Um, so sorry for your ears in this case. Also, this was this is editor dipshit, producer dipshit in post. Um, thanks for listening anyway. Next week, hopefully, or this week? This week. This episode's coming out late. Sorry about that, too. Uh, I was injured. Um, and sick. Uh, but, yeah, it'll sound better in the future. But thanks for listening. Mwah, enjoy the last bit. Hooray! Good episode! And last but not least, favorite bit, Bunga, take it away. Yes, we are here in Colorado, and we've got our Muti back. We love him in Central Command. Muti! Yay! And we've got Michaela on the Eastern Front, and Matt on the Southern Front. Our brother-in-arms Tank uh, is uh, on, on the South, South, South Front. Uh, but yes, we're yeah, over there. Where are you pointing? For those of you who don't know, Matt just did the Kevin Nash point. Heh heh heh. Hey yo. <laughs> and well deservedly, we love you, Scott Hall and Gene Mingo and the Cleveland Spiders and all those wonderful people who are out there in Denver and Albuquerque and London, Athens, Amsterdam, Austin, Auckland, Bulgaria, Bogota, Rio de Janeiro. Reykjavik, Tehran, Berlin, Perth, Nassau, Mumbai, Valletta, Beirut, Baghdad, Trinidad and Tobago, Tbilisi, Chittagong, Sicily, Abu Dhabi, Riyadh, Ontario, Canada, Toaster Town, and Gothenburg. Where that metal comes from, we love you all. Make sure you check us out on our social channels. You can find us on Twitch and Twitter at The Idiot Goons. We live stream sometimes maybe soon we'll see uh you can also find us on facebook search my brother is an idiot matt's twitter is at puffle up against mark's twitter is at puffle time you may also want to check out l pikachu on twitter he's fun too and if you want to learn more about barbecue as we mentioned earlier Find me on TikTok at, at King Goon Smoke. I haven't got the slightest fucking idea what I'm doing this weekend, but it will be fun nonetheless. Thank you so much for Muti, who was back. Yay! MJ and Mark, my name is Matt. This has been My Brother is an Idiot. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. See ya! <laughs>